Howdy, everyone. Welcome to Unsafe Space. You're watching Narrative Dissonance, which is a show we do every Monday. Every Monday that I'm not sick with the coof, uh, we do at 2 p.m. Pacific. Today's Monday, June 20th, although I'm told that we're supposed to be celebrating Juneteenth as if it's June 19th uh, <clears throat> and as if that's a thing we celebrate normally. Um, but today is Monday, June 20th. Welcome. Uh, Narrative Dissonance is a show in on which usually we have a panel uh, of people come on and tell us what the mainstream media is lying to us about, what we should be focusing on. We talk about interesting news stories. Sometimes we drink beer, uh, as you will find out in a moment. Um, don't forget to go to unsafespace.com to either watch the show uh, or all of our shows are there and um, or just support us there. You can also find us on Utreon, Odyssey, YouTube, Rumble, blah, blah, blah. Don't forget to subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter. At underscore unsafe space. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like promoting anything else. We had a good book book club yesterday. It was uh, it was this monstrosity, House of Leaves by Mark Danielowski. It was actually compelling, uh, but you have to work your way through it. It's, it was a slog, but it was a good discussion. If you're interested in the book, uh, you can watch the discussion we had yesterday. Alex was the host. It was a good discussion. Keith is at Porkfest all week, so if you are there, um, I think on Wednesday he's teaching a Liberty 101 uh, session, and his session is called Secession 101 uh, at 6 p.m. on Wednesday, so if you're there, go do that. Uh, we have 451 tomorrow with Alex. Uh, at 4 p.m. And then I don't know if we have a Rebel Civics this week on Wednesday, but whatever. We probably have a Dangerous Thoughts if I get my act together. So that's all the housekeeping stuff this week on Narrative Dissonance. Let's welcome our panelists. First, we'll have Juliet Truthseeker. I don't know if I should say your last name, Juliet, or you just go by Juliet Truthseeker. But Juliet, you might know her from her work on Gab, where she exposes what your best enough called ideological subversion in the West, or you may know her from her frequent appearances on the Independence Gang podcast, or here you can follow her on Gabbit Truthseeker eighty four eighty seven. Where is she? Why is she not on screen? There, there she is. <laughs> there I am. Hi, Juliet. Hello. It's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> do I, do you go by like? Should I say your last name? Because your last name's not a secret, is it? Like you, no, you've I mean, like, books, and it's I, there. <laughs> I doxed myself. So yeah, I mean, it, either way, I don't, I'm not right. too worried. <laughs> we'll pretend it's Truth Seeker uh, okay. for today. Um, and uh, so welcome, welcome Juliet. And uh, Juliet is joined today by Megan Fox, not the not the one with the toe thumbs. She's an award-winning uh, journalist, broadcaster, and author of Believe Evidence: The Death of Due Process, from Salome to Me Too, and Shut Up the Bizarre War that One Public Library Waged Against the First Amendment. You can find her on Twitter at Megan Fox Writer, on Gab at Megan Fox, or at PJ Media. Also, by the way, she live streamed. I think Megan was it the entire Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. It was <laughs> the after <laughs> about the first week. I missed the first week. I was watching the first week of the trial through the other live streams, and then by like the second week, I was like, no, no, no. I have too much to say. I have too much to say. And then I, I was like, maybe I'll do this for one day. And then it just it morphed into something ridiculous. And I ended up streaming it 10 hours, 10 to 12 hours a day for the next four weeks. <laughs> was it five weeks long? Is that how long the, six the thing was? Six weeks. Six weeks. It was six weeks. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, it was insane. Yeah. Megan. But fun. 
Megan has informed me that they did not cancel Corona beer. Corona beer <laughs> does still exist. I thought it was canceled. You I can get some at your grocery it. store today, so. actually. And I would highly That's how up on it, it I am. <laughs> He's like, didn't they cancel that with the coronavirus? I'm like, no. Yeah. It was one of those rumors that like I heard and I was like, oh, that sounds dumb enough to be true. No. That people would be like, oh, I'm not going to buy Corona beer. Like, well, there oh, was like a marketing flap bad. there for a few minutes where people were like, oh, no. <laughs> they're not going to buy Corona anymore. What an unfortunate name. But then they ended up doing like the best business ever during the pandemic because everyone became an alcoholic. So yeah. there's that. <laughs> if they should have just, I think if I were the marketing people there, I would have just embraced it and said like, totally. this is the official beer, beer of the virus. <laughs> they could and have I would have tried to get like, this right picture. here, they could have put like the little <laughs> virus things popping out oh, in the yeah. middle. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> they totally could have done that. <laughs> well, no one hired us for marketing. That's too bad. <laughs> no. So, uh, I don't know, guys. I, Megan, I wanted to talk to you a few weeks ago, but I got sick with the coronavirus, so I had to cancel. You did. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. I don't know if it's I don't think it's too late. I we really haven't talked about it too much. Do you guys both do you mind if we just jump into that first and ask Megan? Not at all. What the hell? What the hell's <laughs> up? What the hell? Why was there a six week trial? Why do we care? And did Amber Heard really shit on his bed? Uh, okay, let's start with your first question. Why was there a six week trial? This is a question I ask myself. Every day. Like, I, I don't know why the judge did that. The judge has the, you know, she has the ability to declare how long trials are going to be. And I, I'm thinking she took a look at the evidence, which were numbered in the thousands, these pieces of evidence, and decided that they would need six weeks to get through it all. The crazy part was they had to take a 10-day vacation in the middle of this trial because the judge was going to a conference. So <laughs> so you get two weeks of this highly, um, you know, incredible testimony where, and it ends with, with Amber Heard finally getting on the stand and she tells her story on direct. And as soon as she's done, we break for 10 days. It was the longest 10 days of my life. We had to wait 10 <laughs> days before someone could cross that bag of crazy. And it was just like, just waiting that amount of time was insane to me. But, and I've never seen that happen before in a trial, especially not one that's so highly publicized where the judge is like, well, I had other things on my calendar. So you're just going to have to wait for 10 days. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I've got a reservation at Chili's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you all, everyone will have to wait. So wait a minute. Um, This was, he, wait. She was suing him, but he was suing her also. Was it two things no, at once? No, he sued her first. Yes. Okay. So usually when you sue someone for defamation, they sue you back and a counterclaim. That's just how defamation works. Like you, you okay. come up with some reasons to sue the other person and then you do that too. Um, okay. It's just like a tactic that, that people use. And she decided to sue him in response for a hundred million. He sued her for 50. She sues him <laughs> for a hundred million and her lawyer admitted we just decide we grabbed that number out of nowhere. Just we just decided, <laughs> well, if he's going to sue her for 50, we'll go for 100. Like it made no sense at all. <laughs> so she countersues that's, him that's for nice. some statements that Adam Waldman made. And they claimed and tried to make the argument that Adam was speaking on his behalf as an agent. They never really made that argument. And I, the jury, 
There is no way that the jury came up with that in the in the jury room other than to allay someone's fears who was on that jury that wanted Amber Heard to win something. It was a compromise. There is they made no legal argument for him being an agent of Johnny Depp. So the fact that she won on one count was like completely inexplicable, except that it was a go, we want to go home decision. Someone just threw a bone to some jurist who was like, I like yeah. Amber. Yeah, who's like, I'm not leaving, yeah. we're not leaving here unless yeah. she gets something. And so the rest of them were like, fine, whatever, who cares? That's why they didn't fill out the numbers. And so when the jury comes back with their decision, so we're all like on pins and needles, right? I mean, I'm just dying. Your heart just goes crazy before these verdicts. Same with the Rittenhouse trial. I was like, <gasps> my heart was in my throat. That one I was into oh, a lot more, God. I'll admit. Oh, yeah. God. But when the jury comes back, I don't care what the court case is. When a jury comes back, there's that heart in the throat moment. So we're there, right? We're there. We're waiting. We're like and the judge calls everybody to the to the bench and there's and you're like what is happening this is not right and then she says i'm sending the jury back to the deliberation room because they didn't fill out the damages so and we <laughs> she didn't say where they didn't fill out the damages but they had this very complicated verdict fill-in sheet right they have to go down and answer more than 40 questions and at the bottom if you find that someone is liable for something they get a damage, there's damages, and you must go down to this blank and fill this out. Well, because somebody just threw Amber a win at the end, they didn't fill out her damages because they didn't give a shit. They didn't want to give her anything. <laughs> so they had to go back, and we had to wait a terrifying 15 minutes for them to come back with whatever. And then they just were like, well, $2 million. I guess $2 million. I would have given her $1. Yeah. $1. So, um, okay, wait. <laughs> I I mean this partially. I really mean this, but I also think I understand the answer. So, I'm just I'll say it in in a snide way. Why okay. do we care about this? Oh. Like, what? Why do we care about um, the Captain Jack Sparrow against some woman who, by the way, I had never heard of, but apparently is. <laughs> this ah, is why we here care. we go. Who this, the hell would write a book like that? This is why we care. We care because women sometimes lie. And sometimes women lie to harm other people. Men or women or other women, they lie about rape. They lie about all kinds of things. Not all women, but Wait, I'm, some I'm, women. Hold on. I'm having trouble understanding. <laughs> Are you saying we shouldn't believe all women? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. This, do you see the title of this book? See how women is crossed out and how evidence is written in? We need to. Um, doesn't that evidence. make you a misogynist and probably, probably. a racist? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like probably. to throw racist in there just to make well, sure. Well, you know, one of the one of the scariest stories in this book because I go through literature and history, finding a bunch of tales of women who lied to put men in prison or have them murdered or whatever to take their land or property or anything else. One of the scariest stories in here is about the Scottsboro Nine. If you don't know this story, it's about a dark time in our history when a white woman could lie about a black man or several black men raping them. And then those men would be murdered by the state. Now, that happened in this country to nine black boys, the youngest of whom was like 12 years old. 
when wow. two white girls on a train lied about being gang raped by nine black boys who were just looking for work in the depression. And they were all hunted like animals and almost, they were tried and convicted in three or four days. And they all went to prison. They were all, almost all of them on death row. They almost were murdered, except the communists, unbelievably, the commies in America, stepped in and helped to, to uh, right those, those uh, false convictions. Uh, so that's one thing. Commies that are com- like, only we can execute people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I was really quite surprised that the communists in America were like helping out at that moment because, you know, you don't find a whole lot of stories of commies doing good things. And so, uh, you know, I guess I found out through my research. Credit credit's that, oh, due. Holy crap. The communists of America really stood up and uh, took care of the, the, uh, well, Unfortunately, most of them did spend many years, though, in prison, and it was a very long time coming, and they were not treated well in prison. It was a very, sure. very bad. They ruined their lives in many ruined ways. Ruined their yeah. lives because on the word of two white women who said this happened, and nobody, still to this day, nobody knows why they did what they did. Um, it could be because they were what you would call poor white trash, and this made it so that they were all of a sudden treated well, treated with respect. Um, by yeah. this, by the people, by the you know the more elite whites of the town, and yeah, victim status does work for mm-hmm. especially for women. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, no, there is absolutely that's why this trial mattered. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter that they're Hollywood stars. That only helped to bring public awareness to the issue of the Me Too movement and what an absolute joke it is. We can't just believe women because they run around saying things happened. I mean, it's one thing. In a therapeutic sense, yes, if your neighbor or someone, your friend comes to you and says, hey, I'm being abused, you say, how can I help you? Yes, you believe sure. them and you, you sure. help them. But if then they say, well, I need you to now go after this person and ruin their life and, and write an article about it, I'm going to say, whoa, okay, let me see your evidence. <laughs> you know, right. I'm, I'm not going to go defame somebody. I'll help you, though, but I'm not going to go and, you know, we don't ruin someone's life unless we have evidence. It's That's a novel hurt. concept. Uh, <laughs> so look, I, I, so that makes sense. Uh, and, and I think I've heard this trial referred to as kind of the um, cultural counterweight to the Me Too movement um, where we definitely did have a, you know, there, you, you believe them unless the evidence, unless you can prove that they're lying overwhelmingly, they're definitely believed. And even in those cases, I mean, some of the Kavanaugh stuff was was crazy, right? So it was outrageous, and that's in this book too. I went through all yeah. the Kavanaugh lies, and here, there's so many of them. I mean, that guy literally had his life written out on a calendar. Everywhere he was, everything he did for years and years, he has it on a calendar. This is like a family tradition they did. His dad kept one like a like a diary, and he kept one too, and it proved that he wasn't where she said he was. And so did her own witnesses. And it still wasn't enough for these people to, to, to this day, they say this, they say that he's a abuser and there was no evidence to prove that. Yeah. So, okay. So Amber, one, one of the things I got out of the trial, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I did watch a little bit of it. Thanks to you. Actually, you're the <laughs> motivation. I'm like, I don't know. You even came on. Thing, so you even I came, came on, on with me. I yeah. did. I came on in in bewilderment and disbelief, but um, <laughs> she was one of the things I really loved about this trial was 
often when women are when women behave badly and when i mean what i mean by that is when they are lying you know i don't, I don't want to make psychological uh <laughs> diagnoses but when they are exhibiting cluster b behavior and, <laughs> yes. and lying and that kind of thing <laughs> right uh a lot of times we don't notice or we give them the benefit of the doubt too much and we we tend to be in, in a society where you do believe all women even just by default like it's 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 horrible to accuse someone of of because it's horrible to be such a liar about this stuff like who would say you're lying you're making this up that's such a horrible thing to make up it's such a bad thing to accuse someone of lying yeah. but for someone who's an actress she was so transparently evil uh that <laughs> i think it was really an educational lesson for people watching the trial what say you i agree and i think we all learned a lot about borderline personality disorder and histrionic personality disorder. And I know for me, one of the things that happened was I thought about certain people that I know and, and the way they behave. And I thought, Oh, Oh my goodness. That's what it is. <laughs> I've been, I've been wondering all this time, what is wrong with them? And there it is. Like, this is it. This is the thing I've seen over and over again. And I know other people felt the same way about people they have been in contact with and people they know. It's like, I recognize in her, and this is, I got a lot of emails from people who are victims of domestic violence who told me, and I wrote a whole article on PJ media about it, who told me, I saw my abuser in Amber Heard. I saw it because some of these people with cluster B personality disorders, they are abusive to others, not all of them, but some in domestic violence situations and they could be men or women. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not gender specific. Um, and the victims that contacted me said, I saw my abuser in this woman. I heard the same thing she said to him. My abuser said to me, the way the arguments went, the circular arguments that never ended and he couldn't, he couldn't get through to her and she just kept twisting everything. People would say every day to me, that's how my ex-husband was. That's how my ex-wife was. That's exactly what they said to me. And th that's the way they would present their arguments. So no, people saw through her because people have had their own uh, experiences with certain types of abusers and certain types of personalities and everybody recognized it. Everybody knows an Amber. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But there's something about her that's – I don't know. There's something about Amber Heard for me that was a remedial – like if you could see it in Amber, it's easy to see in Amber. So then that – you like train your senses and you're like, oh, now I see what was going on in these other people. Like mm -hmm. I didn't see it in these other people. Yeah. Until, but I right. see it in Amber. I'm like, right, oh, now was, I see it. She's so obvious. She was like – I don't know how to put it. It was almost like the cluster B for dummies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Like, yes. You're one on one, like recognize the cluster B one on one. Here's Amber Heard. Like, it's oh, like okay. Dr. Curry, who some people call Dr. Muffins or Dr. Mommy, that really super good looking uh, psychiatrist that they hired to diagnose Amber, and she diagnosed her with the two cluster B uh, disorders, the borderline and histrionic. She her testimony was extremely powerful, in my opinion, because mm -hmm. she told the jury what they were about to see. And she described her to a T. Like, you would think after hearing that, Amber would be like, okay, well, I better not I do, do something that. different. Yeah. I better 
I better, yeah. I better do my best to be completely the opposite of what she said. And instead of doing that, it was like she leaned into it and <laughs> went even harder. And the whole time you're sitting there going, this is just exactly what Dr. Curry said was going to happen. And it's literally happening. I, this trial was so made for TV. It's not even funny. I mean, I can't imagine what we're going to do to move on with our lives. I did a live stream again today, still talking about it. We are still talking about it. I I almost want a replay. I almost want to start watching it again from the beginning. Like I used to watch the Trump win the election returns on 2016. I used to watch that over and over again, just to watch the, the faces on CNN fall and the MSNBC starts to get really You need a shot of Schadenfreude and you're like, oh, let's watch that again. Oh, God. It's the best. My dad and I would just sit and watch, hey, you you, want to watch the election returns? (laughs) That's how I feel about this trial. Want to watch NBC have a meltdown? (laughs) Oh, God. It was so good. (sighs) What are we going to do now? I just don't know what I'm going to do now. I'm going to... I don't know. I don't know what's what's next for me. I feel like quitting and just, you know, I don't know, watching reruns of that trial for the rest of my life. No, so, so wait a minute. Are there going to be, do you think this will lead to more um, people pushing back against? God, I Custom hope women? so. Mm-hmm. God, I hope so. Maybe I, we'll have more I, trials. I, that would be great. That would be so great. <laughs> I, I do plan on, I mean, I love court. I mean, I love court drama anyway, and I do a lot of reporting on family court, which is always, which is not fun at all. And there's nothing to laugh about there at all. So these celebrity trials are a lot more fun uh, because, you know, and even the Rittenhouse trial was amazingly fun because Binger was the (laughs) worst. (laughs) E. Thomas Binger was the worst prosecutor anyone's ever seen besides uh, what was that guy from Making a Murderer? He was pretty bad, too. Ken, Ken, somebody. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I mean, these trials, these public trials, especially when they have a lot of public interest, they do bring a type of of entertainment and learning together that is so great. I I cannot I couldn't make a better um, show for people. I mean, this is why it's so great that American jurisprudence can be put on camera and should always be on camera. I think every trial ought to be YouTubed. Every single one. Yep. And if nobody wants to watch it, then nobody watches it. And if everybody wants to watch it, everybody watches it. Because we learn so much about our justice system. We learn about why some evidence is not allowed into court. And we get to debate that among each other. What do we think about that? Is that is that fair is, or isn't it fair? The fact that it it's so transparent is what's so great. And family court is the opposite of that. And we need to tear down those walls immediately and get those up on YouTube. Because if this country saw what was going on in in family court, oh, God, there'd be riots. They'd be tearing down the courtroom doors. It's that bad. Um, and it's unfortunate. Presumably, that, presumably yeah. it's to, to, to protect the children. That it's not. Yeah, that's what they say. But you know, there's ways to protect the children. For instance, they in in uh, you could re- refer to the child as child A and child B instead of by the child's name. If the child had to testify, you could put the child behind a, a curtain or a screen. Um, you yep. could protect a child's identity without 
keeping people from knowing what's going on behind closed doors in courtrooms. And frankly, the privacy of any litigant is not as important as transparency of our justice system. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad that the trial existed. I'm glad that I watched a little bit of it. Thanks to you. And uh, <laughs> it I hope it time. is a turning point. I hope it's a turning point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, we there's certainly a conversation happening now that could never have happened during the height of the Me Too movement because nobody nobody wanted to uh, say anything against any woman who came out. Now, at least it feels like you can say without being shouted down, you can say at least this. Well, maybe we should check the evidence before right. we ruin yeah. someone's career. Yeah, maybe she's maybe it's true, but maybe we should. But maybe with before someone is fired, if here's what mm -hmm. I think should happen going forward. If you're one of these women who wants to come forward against a powerful man or any man, whatever, take him to court. You know, you can sue him in civil court for this abuse that you say mm -hmm. happened. You don't have to go to criminal court. You can go to civil court if the statute of limitations or whatever it is, but go to court. Don't go to the press and expect yeah. the press to litigate it for you. And then everyone has made up their minds about someone and there was no real process of looking at evidence of, of, of this is why judges are important and why the judicial system is important because Amber Heard comes out after the trial and she's found <laughs> to be a liar. She comes out after the trial now and says to, to NBC, well, I have mountains of evidence. Here's my giant notebook full of evidence that right, my right. therapist notes. Well, the therapist notes weren't allowed in court for a very good reason because it's all self-reported hearsay, you dumb bitch. Stop <laughs> saying, stop telling people that it was unfair when the judge looked at those notes and said, nah, mm -mm, not coming in here. Yeah, she's doubled down. She did not. She did not go with her tail between her legs. She has done what you expect cluster bees to do, which is get angry and double down on mm -hmm. the loss. So uh, it's not surprising to me that she's like, "I have evidence," right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of "I have evidence" when it's not evidence at all. That's I've got evidence. evidence. No. No, all don't. of her witnesses are either dead or missing. <laughs> they didn't show up, or they're dead. Her mother. Her mother's not alive anymore. Oh. Jerry. Jerry. Was it Jerry? I can't remember Jerry's last name now, but one of the security guards for Johnny Depp, her only witness. Oh, he's dead, too. Oh, that. Oh, that's well, gee, Amber. And then the other witnesses she had didn't show up for her. So, you know, I, I don't yeah. know what to say to this other than you lost. Go away. Stop going to NBC. Well, one, I think one of the things about a lot of the Cluster B stuff is that I don't know that she realizes herself. Like, I think she probably believes that the dead witnesses were on her side and like <laughs> believes that those people that didn't show Maybe. up, like it was, oops, they ran out of gas that day or whatever. Like they, like she, she usually, usually they believe their own shit, right? Like they believe their own stuff. So, cause it's easier than, than admitting I am a narcissistic she might, she might bitch. She might believe it, but I got to tell you, I don't even think she does. I mean, no, okay. no, that's just my feeling on it. I think she knows darn well she has told stories and she's sticking to them is, you know, that's what she has to do now. But I, I don't know. Is she that sick? I 
Is she that sick that she doesn't know that this is all a pile of total baloney? I don't know. Maybe. But if that's the case, she should be in an institution <laughs> locked away from people who, you know, she could harm one day. I'm actually, and this is in all seriousness, I'm surprised he got out of this alive. And mm -hmm. hurling uh, bottles of vodka at people could be assault with a deadly weapon. Had that hit him in the neck and, and sliced his jugular, he would have bled out right there. He would yep. actually be justified in many of states in the United States to have pulled out a gun and shot her dead when she threw a vodka, but the first one at his head. And he would have gotten off in Texas for sure. That's self-defense. And if you are and in, in Australia, by the way, there is a crime called glassing that has very, and that's what it is. Throwing any glass at someone glassing. is called, it's called glassing. And in Australia, okay. It's extremely serious and you can do hard time for it because people have died because of throwing glass. This is like something that I guess in Australia, they're a real rowdy bunch in the bars and they had to in enact this law because there's so many um, people throwing glass at one another. I don't know, but I looked it up because someone in Australia told me they're like, this is a serious crime in Australia and you can do serious time. And sure enough, look it up. Glassing in Australia, serious crime. And that's probably why he lied at the hospital and didn't tell anyone what she had done. Because if they had, the police would have come and arrested her and put her in jail. And she would have yeah. done a criminal trial for what she did. Yeah. So he was trying to protect her. I think so. Yeah. You know, uh, Alex and chat. I don't remember where she said this, but uh, oh, she says cluster B women are allowed and enabled by feminism and misandry. I do think that actually one of the issues that we've got is people like Johnny Depp. Uh, and I'm not picking on him, but uh, we excuse a lot of behavior. <clears throat> I mean, he's let's assume that he protected her uh, after the glassing. Right. Um, we, we excuse a lot of behavior and. Um, and I think that normalizes that behavior rather than just saying, like, look, this person's crazy. I'm, you know, like she, this, this person needs to be she should have been faced criminal charges for throwing a glass bottle at his head. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, and instead of, course, of protecting though, them. When you're a victim of abuse, uh, many victims of abuse, uh, they protect their abusers. And right. I believe that he probably thought, well, she could be arrested. This could get way worse. She's already in trouble in Australia because of the dog smuggling event. <laughs> Which, I mean, the story just gets weirder and weirder, right? She's under perjury watch or whatever they're doing. They're investigating her for perjury on several continents now. This this woman probably would have gone to jail for this. And I'm sure he was probably thinking, well, that'll make things even worse. She'll never forgive me then either. Um, I mean, look, he stayed with her after that. He yeah. stayed. He was still with but her. But what kind of self-esteem do you have to have to be Johnny Depp and stay with Amber Heard. He was an abused child. It was what he knew. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he ended up marrying his mother. How sad is that? You know, his mother was an abuser. Uh, his sister testified to it. He certainly behaves like someone who's been subjected to a lot of abuse. And what can you say? Victims need therapy. Victims need help. And having him find someone like her, what a tragedy. Where, yeah. yeah, and this is again a warning to you men out there. If you're going through a midlife crisis and you seem to think that that ass over on the other side of the fence seems greener than the grass you have at home, you know, <laughs> you like, <laughs> like that analogy, 
But be careful because the wife you have with the children you have with her, your wife, the wife of your youth, you should hang on to as long as possible forever if you can. Because look at look at what happened to Johnny Depp. Yeah. My God. Don't have a midlife yeah. crisis and get a new wife. Buy a new car instead. You know, <laughs> take a cruise. Switch careers. Skydive. You know, yeah. take a risk in those ways. Take a, a healthy risk. Learn a new skill. You know, I don't know. Go to the woods with the guy friends and beat on drums naked if you have to. But don't <laughs> leave your wife for some hot, crazy girl who's going to cut your finger off and ruin your life. <laughs> Somebody yeah. in the chat said, learn to code. <laughs> 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 or that. Or that. Yeah, learn to code. That's a thing you could do. Um, Whatever happened no, to buying I, a sports car? You know, like you, the midlife <laughs> crisis is you're supposed to buy a sports car. You're not supposed to like go get young, dumb ass that isn't yours. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think there is. There was that. Remember the crazy hot scale years the ago? Crazy hot matrix. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Very familiar. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. I don't I don't know if it's uh, I'm starting to believe that it's just that there's just a lot of crazy and maybe it's not even necessarily correlated to hot. Um, <laughs> oh no, it correlates. High high estrogen okay. actually high est high estrogen levels actually correlate to beauty. So the higher the estrogen, the more beautiful the woman, and oh. also the more crazy the they are. Okay, because <laughs> the estrogen actually the estrogen actually uh, makes you nuttier. So that crazy hot matrix is science. You should live it, learn it, love it, follow it. And now where it used to say anyone named Tiffany, it will now say anyone named Amber who's in that high range. <laughs> yeah, so she, yeah. Avoid anyone named Tiffany or Amber. Avoid. Mm -hmm. Or who has a target tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean the shopping chain. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> <laughs> It totally correlates. The chat is agreeing with me. The crazy hot matrix is real. Oh, it's totally right. real. Oh, it's real. No, what is, I think it's at um, Josh's podcast, uh, Disaffected, that mm -hmm. he talks about that. If you find a cluster B beautiful woman, run away. Like she will ruin your entire life and you could oh, easily end yeah. up in jail or dead. Or dead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which like, you know, Amber is the perfect example. I mean, really, she is. She's cluster B for dummies. You couldn't make it more obvious yes. and someone easy to should, understand. Someone should meme that and put yes. her face on a, on a cluster B for dummies book cover. <laughs> I, the only reason I was questioning the the crazy hot scale is. I know for certain I've seen cluster B who were not nines and tens. Like I've seen cluster B women. Who sure. You're not. Yeah, definitely. Down on the scale. Genetics also play into it. So if you have mental illness in your family, you know, you can get that can be passed down that way, too. It's not always hormone related, but it's it is somewhat true that higher levels okay. of estrogen correlate to beauty and crazy <laughs> so you have to be careful and again i'm not a doctor i'm just someone with life experience um and and, and you can look up the studies that are done on estrogen and beauty and and all of that there's lots of it uh but okay. no she she she's a 
She's a strange bird, that one. And she and mm-hmm. we're not going to see the end of her. She's going to be around as long as there are cameras to film her. She will be there in front of them. I love the fact, though, that Dateline's uh, special with her got the lowest ratings of the season for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I and didn't realize great. that. That's the answer. People need to just stop paying attention. So the only thing, by the way, the only antidote to this Cluster B behavior is it's not fighting it's not criticizing it's not any of that it's ignoring Ignoring, the only antidote is to take because what she wants is attention but she wants and she doesn't care what kind of attention she gets no attention could be and that's what dr curry said it could be negative attention Mm -hmm. um uh, it, it could be any kind of you know any kind of attention doesn't matter so giving her nothing is better uh than any of this but she i don't think that she will get many more interviews after the ratings disaster that was Dateline. Now, the chat is bringing up the fact that there are rumors that she got a multi-million dollar book deal. It wouldn't surprise me. She probably did. And she will repeat those claims in print. But if she does that, mm, she may get sued again. I mean, it's she's going to have to be very, very careful. I was going to ask that about the interview. She just lost a defamation suit. And then she went on an interview and was like, yes, all of my claims were true. And it's like, well, is that defamation <laughs> again? Didn't you just redo the same thing that you I just know. <laughs> Yes, except here's the problem. So she's basically daring him to sue her again. And how does he do that exactly? Does he want to do that? Does he want to spend another two years of his life in a lawsuit with this woman that he really just wants to get rid of and does not want to have a part of his life anymore. He proved what he needed to prove. He proved Mm -hmm. that she lied. He doesn't need to prove it over and over again. So I don't, I don't think he will sue her again. And I think she knows that. So she will continue to double down on crazy and continue saying and writing this ridiculous stuff. But any publisher who publishes it should be very careful because I might sue the publisher. I might not sue her, but I might sue the publisher if I were him and say, mm. you knew damn well she lost this in court, that these are defamatory statements and you did it anyway. So you publishing house are liable and not Amber Heard. So I I, I don't That's know. That's an interesting point. I might do that, but I'm not a lawyer. I don't know if that would work either. But you also have to have to prove that you were financially damaged by the defamation, unless you're just suing for per se defamation, which I guess he could do, but, but mostly it's damage, financial damage. And he already proved that she damaged him financially before. How could he prove again going forward when he has no career now in the movies? And that was because of what she did before. So I don't know. I think it would be tough, tough to do. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And and it's giving her exactly what she wants. I think she would love another trial. Right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Where she yeah. could get up on uh, on the stand yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's with without a tear. Uh, it's just incredible. No tears, no tears Amber heard. Like uh couldn't even squeeze out one, not one real tear. I think I could probably cry right now just thinking about a dog that I lost a few years ago. You know, like I think normal people, if you had to cry, you could probably like pull up some emotion from something bad that happened and to get those tears going. Right. You just think about your your dead grandma or your dead dog. This woman couldn't get one tear out. Not one. (laughs) And she's an actress. My favorite part of the trial is when her. Her acting coach gets up and testifies <laughs> yes. that 
mother had a very hard time crying when she was acting. Like, I can't believe he got the <laughs> And then the acting coach is like, so I knew when I saw her that she was really crying because she couldn't cry if she was acting. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> well, I think she got, she has more acting jobs now, right? Uh, <laughs> She's still doing Aquaman or some another Aquaman? Well, no, no. They haven't exercised her the option. They have to oh. bring her back. She's in Aquaman, too, because that already filmed and wrapped. Uh, no. We're still waiting to find out if Warner Brothers is going to take her out of it or not. They certainly could. It's a bro movie. It's not a romance. She only has like the, anywhere between nine minutes and 22 minutes, depending on the cut. Um, I Maybe say they could kill her off. Or replace her with a CGI dolphin. We would be equally happy with that. <laughs> you know, just like a little dolphin. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe Jesse Smollett needs to work and they can just replace her. <laughs> I think they should he give He can the, cry. I think they should give the part to Johnny Depp. Just put him in the wig. <laughs> and let, let him say Mira's lines. <laughs> oh my god. That's an excellent excellent idea. All right. Um <laughs> I I partly feel like this is frivolous, but it is it's a, I think I'm not gonna feel bad about it. It's a it's a worthwhile oh, topic. I gotta tell you what happened. Yeah. So I oh, got okay. two letters from this from in this, two threat letters from lawyers throughout my coverage of this trial. One was from David Grabass Shane's uh lawyer. And yes, that's his official name, David Grabass Shane. <laughs> Who's that? He's her PR guy, Amber Heard's PR guy, who got into some Me Too trouble of his own. Uh, after becoming yep. her PR guy, he got uh, Me Tooed in the press. I reported oh. it and I defended him saying, we should not believe these unsourced allegations that are just floating around on the internet. But it's funny nonetheless. But we shouldn't believe it because, you know... It could be nothing. He right. wrote me a three-page letter. He had a lawyer write me a three-page threat letter telling me if I didn't take that down, they were going to sue me for defamation, for defending this man. So I went – so we told him no, of course. We said no, yeah, sure. but you're you're welcome to you know give us a statement. We'll put a statement up about how you – and he never did. So that was letter number one. Today, I get letter number two from the ACLU. Of all places. Oh. This, is, this is breaking news, everyone. Uh, the ACLU, ACLU? Yes. The ACLU oh. has written me a what I consider to be a threat letter. Uh, some people on Twitter are saying, they're not threatening you. They're just asking you to do something. Yeah, lawyers don't send you letters nicely asking you to do anything. Um, they just are basically saying, if you don't do this thing, then there will be consequences. Okay. That's why letters come from lawyers. I mean, if they yeah. just want to ask, it doesn't come from a lawyer. That's right. So I got a letter today from the ACLU that said, we are contacting you on behalf of our client, the American Civil Liberties Union, the whole ACLU. So like <laughs> that right there is a threat to me. Like we're contacting you on behalf of the ACLU, oh which is God. an entire yeah. organization full of lawyers. On April 28th, 2022 terrence dougherty's deposition on behalf of the aclu was shown at the amber heard johnny depp trial during the course of mr doherty's testimony he provided his personal address which was included when the recording was played for the court i'm not the one who played the recording 
by the way. Right, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> that was the ACLU lawyers who did that. But now somehow it's my fault because it's on my live stream. The public disclosure of Mr. Doherty's home address was a violation of a protective order issued by the court in the Depp v. Heard case and has already caused harm to him personally in the ACLU. They don't, of course, tell you how. And I'm sure no one on earth cared about where Mr. Doherty lived at all. Like, I, I find it very hard to believe that this man has had any repercussions from his address yeah. being on. And anyway, if you have Terrence Doherty's name and you know what state he lives in, you can find his address. It's not hard. <laughs> it's public record. So now they go on to say to protect the privacy and security of Mr. Doherty and his family and to prevent further harm. Please edit the YouTube video titled Johnny Depp Trial Day 11 Coverage posted on April 28, 2022 to remove the mention of Mr. Doherty's address. Now, let me say, I'm not an asshole. If I had the ability to do that, to fix their mistake that they made broadcasting, <laughs> if I had the ability to do that, I would. Because, okay, fine, no skin off my back. But YouTube does not allow any editing to long live streams. And that live stream is over 10 hours long. It, the, it, it's not available. You can't do it. So There's no what edit. Would I, no, no, not on a live stream, not on the multi-hour live streams. I've actually tried it before because for whatever reason, I wanted to edit something out. Yeah. And if you, if you try, it, it tells you it's completely grayed out. You can't do it. So I looked it up months ago and it turns out no you cannot there's no function to do it youtube doesn't offer it so what i would have to do is download the entire 10 hours onto my computer which i have no memory for can't do i would need a separate external drive separate from the one i already have download it there and then try to open it up in some kind of editing software which on my computer there's no way i, I use imovie can you imagine trying to open a 10 hour <laughs> Can you imagine trying to open a 10-hour stream on iMovie? Oh my, my computer would like explode. So no, I can't I can't do it. I can't do it. And now I'm the asshole because you guys didn't redact a deposition footage and you played it on international television and now Mr. Doherty is whining that that it's on my stream, a stream that probably got 10,000 views. What are they doing this to NBC? <laughs> Come on. So my yeah. only option now is to take down the entire stream or tell the ACLU to fuck off, which is exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, you could say it nicely. You could say YouTube doesn't let me edit. Sorry. I did. I sent them in a yeah. nice letter. I didn't tell them to fuck off. I would. I wanted to. But I told them, <laughs> I said, I said, I can't. I don't have the ability to do this. I don't have the tech to do it. You know what I should have done? I should have said, but if you send me $86,000, I'll have it done tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Because <laughs> isn't that what they want from Johnny? They want $86,000 for document production uh, from him. So maybe if they gave me $86,000, I can make it happen. <laughs> Here's my dream machine and all the editing software I would need. <laughs> yes. Actually, and I would, need to, hire, I'd like I would to hire. need to hire an editor and then and then we can get that done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then again, if I and if I did have to edit it by taking it off YouTube and then re-uploading it, I would lose all my views. 
you lose right you would every- lose the chat even if you edited it you I lose would the lose chat. the chat I would lose the chat yeah exactly and so you, you lose all your views for taking it down and exactly yeah. like I'm not doing that what and I've got these idiots on Twitter who are like well it seems reasonable to me what because you've obviously never used YouTube before <laughs> if you think that it's reasonable to I love it. when people make comments like that with ever stuffing they have zero it's like it's like a brain surgeon has a problem in surgery and some douchebag who works at Starbucks is like, well, that seems reasonable to me. Like, yeah, listen to this. L- who listen the fuck to are this. you? What do you mean <laughs> reasonable to you? You have no idea what you're talking about. Listen to this douchebag who says, personally, I feel that address should be edited out. I would do it to safeguard the family no matter the involvement. <laughs> I would actually do it for a criminal's family safety even. Well, good for you, you Personally, ass. I have the moral high ground. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Like come on. You they have no clue what is involved in YouTube and like screwing around with YouTube editing is Have you ever tried to use their editing function by oh, the way? Oh god, it's the worst. <laughs> I mean, you want to mock iMovie. YouTube editing is if someone said, "Could you design the worst possible editor that but would still maybe sometimes be functional online it would be the youtube editor yeah it's so bad i have only (laughs) used it one time and it was such a cluster i said at that moment because it was somebody who i was on it it was a shorter live stream so i was able to edit it but it was somebody who like made a mistake and said a name they didn't want to say and i said from that moment on after i after i did it for that person and it destroyed the live chat pissed me off to no end yeah I said after I'm never doing this again. I'm never using that. First, it was it was stupid anyway. It was hard to use, and also then I lost all the live chat and like you lose a lot when you do that. And no, it should not be on the content creator. It should be on you to watch your mouth and not say things that you don't want to say live, because I right. can't fix it afterwards. So sorry, don't go on a live stream if you can't watch your language and police yourself, because I'm not doing it later. And also yeah. to the ACLU, seriously, edit your deposition videos better. How come he's the only one that this happened to? How come the other depositions didn't have their addresses broadcast to the world? Why? Because their lawyers must have edited it out. So yet again, we have more proof that the ACLU lawyers are totally useless. They wrote oh a defamatory God. article for Amber Heard in the Washington Post that got her sued. And now she owes $10 million to her ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't even edit out their own guy's address and put <laughs> it out there for the world to see. What a bunch What's of What's the go, go woke, go broke or whatever? That's this ATLU went woke a while ago and now they're just falling apart, I guess. Apparently <laughs> their lawyers are absolute douchebags who don't know how to do anything. And you know, they're getting their clients sued and they don't know how to edit stuff. Like they're just useless. So, you know, get wrecked ACLU. I'm not doing crap for you. <laughs> I think you just undermined the nice part of your letter. <laughs> Let's hope that they don't watch this. <laughs> well, I don't care if they do. They can, they, I don't, I don't, I don't care if they do. How dare they ask me to do this? Knowing darn well, somebody else made a comment on Twitter. Like, are you telling me they don't have the research skills to look before they ask a bunch of YouTube creators if they could even do this? Like they could have just Googled it and realized, shit, this can't be done unless we ask them to take down the entire stream. And then they would have realized this is a waste of time. No one's going to do that. 
No yeah, one but is going to clearly do they're not the kind of people that are going to do that because if they were those kind of people, they would have edited out the address in the beginning. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love how it's on me to fix their mistake. So it's yeah. it's my problem that you screwed up. I I don't like that ACLU. Fix your own damn problems. It's not my problem. It's yours. Yeah. <sighs> All right. <laughs> uh, Juliet. <laughs> What besides Amber Heard and Johnny Depp should we be talking about this week? Okay. All right. Like, I feel like I, I, like I struggle so much with this question every time, and I don't know why. But that's like, the excitement. It's, it's struggling with it. Yeah. Like, I get, like, sweaty hands. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we like to watch you struggle, though. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to take it, like, a funny direction because I'm, like, the – champion of black pilling everybody so today i've got a white pill uh we have this like recent string of journalists getting caught blatantly lying falsifying articles you know um the usa today girl gabriella miranda they took down 20 oh, i don't know i haven't heard this oh you have oh, oh this is a good story it's Fake. so tell good me, tell me more. okay so they it's worst this girl, they took down 23 of her articles because the z- existence of individuals quoted could not be independently verified. In addition, <laughs> some Just stories up. included quotes that should have been credited to others. Um, some Wait, what's this, what's this lady's name? Uh, Gabriella Miranda. Um, some individuals quoted were not affiliated with the organizations claimed and per- appear to be fabricated. She was just making up quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy said that. I mean, phenomenal. 23 articles for USA Today. Wow. Yeah, I just found an article about this. Damn. Yeah. Has and- USA Today said anything? Like, is she fired? Yeah, she's fired. She fired. No, she's okay. fired. She's fired. This happened, by the way, uh, to the New York Times as well. A couple of years ago, there was another reporter who actually pretended to be on on location in like foreign countries and he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's ballsy. Oh, so ballsy. <laughs> so ballsy. This is one of those oh, things that on. Netflix should make one of those uh, con artist shows out of. Well, you know? there was that movie Stephen about Stephen Glass. Remember that movie? I don't know if I saw that. Uh, he he was a re- famous reporter. Stephen Randall Glass, former journalist and paralegal. He worked for the New Republic from 95 to 98. They made Someone made a movie about him. He lied. It's called Shattered Glass. He totally made up stuff. Oh, I need to watch that. I, yeah, I love I love reporters making up shit. It's great. Uh, it's, it's so it's great. It's great when they get caught. It's and by the way, Taylor Lorenz is in the news too. Yes. She got de- similar. She got demoted at the Washington Post and she now has to have a babysitter who reads every line that she writes to make sure that she's not lying because she lied about contacting our favorite YouTubers who YouTubed the Johnny Depp trial, she lied about contacting them and got called out on it and got caught. She blamed her editor, but it turned out that <laughs> that's not the case. She just lied. She lied to her editor, and now she's been demoted. 
<laughs> Maybe if she goes on television and cries, she'll get. <laughs> There's always again. a chance. It was horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I got doxxed, and then I dox other people for a living. I dox people for a living, but I'm upset that I got doxxed. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I love okay, so too wait, so- that she did it to legal bites. Like you literally just lied about <laughs> contacting a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that Thought was- that was gonna fly. There was something to legal bites she did it to that umbrella guy uh-huh. and you know tug's not gonna let that go either like tug's like no you you lied and here's mm-hmm. the receipts i've got it all in my <laughs> she lied and said she contacted them and then when they said no she didn't she contacted them and they have timestamps. they're Afterwards. like yeah okay here's the tweet where i said no one contacted me here's her email it's after i tweeted that out like it was bad it was real <laughs> bad you don't I thought millennials were supposed to really work. intuitively understand how tech worked. <laughs> <laughs> you would she says it was all her editor's fault. That's what she said. I, I mean, if I were her editor, I wouldn't want her working for me anymore. Oh, my God, no. Me. I would have fired her. I, I think demoting is uh, the, yeah, not good. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay, so Gabriella... She was fired. Yes. 23 articles. <laughs> and what were they about? Do you remember any of these articles? I think a lot of them were kind of nonsense. They weren't like heavy hitting, but I know there were a couple that were uh, way more like actual news. Um, the I'm reading now. The audit revealed that some individuals quote were not affiliated with the organizations claimed and appeared to be fabricated. <laughs> The existence of other individuals could quoted could not be independently verified. Their existence. In addition, some stories included quotes that should have been credited to others. USA Today found Miranda took steps to deceive investigators and produced false evidence of her news gathering. Can I just yeah. also say that this is something where she got caught doing it, but I'm telling you, journalists do this kind of crap all the time. I've had it done oh, to yeah. me. I've had it done to me by a reporter at the uh, the Chicago Tribune. Was it the Tribune? Yes, it was the Tribune. And then I had another. Yeah, the Chicago Tribune. And he didn't work there for very long. I probably put up a big stink after he did what he did. (laughs) He called me on the phone to interview me about something I was doing about my second book or actually my first book, shut up the bizarre war that one public library waged against the first amendment. It caused a big splash in Chicago and it was written about in the tribune. The guy calls me up. He he interviews me. He says he wants to interview me about what happened. And I'm at this point still naive about how this works. I, I, I don't know. I I'm in the media, but I don't ever sit down for interviews with you're media not the subject people. of the media yeah. yeah so i didn't know how this worked and he's he's asking me questions and i'm just assuming that he's recording this or somehow you know so that he gets my quotes correct oh no 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 and i wasn't recording so i didn't have the evidence that i needed afterwards this man misquoted me so badly in so many different ways, I wrote letters to his editor. I said, this is absolutely outrageous. And of course, when they print a correction, it's on the back page where no one's going right, to see no it. No one sees it. 
Yeah. And and it's just garbage that they do this. So my advice to anyone ever being interviewed by anyone is to record it, record that if you're going to do it at all. I say don't talk to the press at all unless it's a live interview on the radio or live on television, but never, ever sit down for any edited interview ever. They will cut your words. They will splice them together and they will make you out to be a jerk. That's what happened to me. And I, never again, man. Never again. I recorded everything after that. And I caught, I've caught them doing this. You will tell them one thing and they will completely change your sentence around. So I know that other reporters are doing this. She just got caught. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I remember, oh man, this is probably 20 years ago now, but I was, I was involved in some tech stuff that was in the news. There was a battle between Blu-ray and HD DVD and blah, 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 all this crap at the time. And, um, I remember reading there was a reporter at the Wash at the um Wall Street Journal who wasn't who wasn't too bad. And he I was his like go-to source on some crypto stuff. So if he had questions and he usually didn't quote me, he just wanted like, can you teach me about blah blah blah? And I'll be like, sure, I'll sit down and, and teach him about stuff. But I remember um <clears throat> they were writing about they were writing about stuff I knew. And it was so wrong, like the, the, everything about and, and and the stuff. And this was the Wall Street Journal. And it, <clears throat> this guy wasn't the author that I'm thinking of. He had introduced me to this other guy. But like they were they were writing about the ins and outs. Oh, this is secretly what's happening behind closed doors at the Blu-ray HD DVD blah, blah, blah battles. And it was this this expose <laughs> and quoting people that I knew. Fortunately, I wasn't quoted in this, but quoting people I knew. But totally 100% wrong like just that the whole premise was wrong the whole description of what was happening behind the scenes was wrong the stance that people were taking was just misrepresented like just everything about it wrong and I remember like that was my introduction to I forget what that what's the law that you that you there's some some guy Murphy's named law. the law of this Murphy what? wait which law it's not it's the law where you you read an article you see how wrong it is because it's about something you know, and then you flip the page and you read the next article about you know Ukraine or whatever, and you assume like, oh, that oh, must right. be mostly true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that must be true. But then, yeah. yeah, but the thing you're the expert on, you're like, oh, that's completely wrong. And then yeah, they yeah. got everything wrong. When I know about it, I could see everything was wrong. But, you know, that's the way they are, though. Journalists are very lazy. They're very, very lazy, and they don't do research the way that they should, and they don't get to Noel's, know. Noel's law. Beverly says Noel's law is what it is but sorry it's, they don't they don't do the research they should they don't do the kinds of things that um they don't ask experts right they just it, it's really nonsense and i think it's laziness and i think a mm -hmm. lot of that reporter who got caught i think a lot of her problem started out with laziness i don't think it was actually malice i think it's laziness yeah. it's cutting corners is what it is and imagine you lose respect for your audience and your editors when you get away with it for a few times. And then you're like, well, right. why, like, why, yeah, they're not why do so. the work if, right? Right. right. Like, yeah. It was like that guy um, who was supposed to be on location. And it turns out he was just writing from his apartment in Brooklyn uh, all that time. Like, I just... love that. That's, again, that's pretty ballsy. <laughs> totally. Wait, hold on. I'm going to share. So Alex just did this. Uh, You'll appreciate this. She just made this meme. I didn't even read the meme yet. Here you go. Cluster B for dummies. 
<laughs> oh, I need a screenshot of that. Would you please send that to me? Yeah. Please, please. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> you know, you can always count on the chat to do the to do this stuff. Oh God, yes. they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <sighs> oh, all right. Carter, um, Beverly, Beverly wants me to yell at you. You're supposed to read the super chats from earlier. <laughs> I was just gonna say I need to get to reading the super chats. So you do. Uh, let me let me go do that. Hold on. I, there's hey, only a couple. How do you find them? How do you find them? Because if I don't get them while they come, like every time as they're coming, I can't find them. I have a piece of software that I wrote that saves the super chats forever. Oh, I have them for I can scroll back to two weeks ago. How do you do that? <laughs> uh, I, I'm intending to release this piece of software to let other special people use it i just have to i haven't had the time to do that but i will release it i need this um, clearly i know I I, several people have said like i that. want that thing the thing <laughs> that i can't do is i can't put them on screen i can find them but well as long as you can find them and read streamer. them that's all that matters yeah all right i'll so show the two so that we missed <laughs> <laughs> the two that we missed is one is from mo who says the commies did it to groom them for black for black liberation movement uh, oh, look at that. Beverly found that one. Look at that. All right. I th he's talking about um, oh, the, the, the Scottsboro Nine. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I guess at the time, you know, look, sometimes there's a time for everything. And maybe at that particular time, the the values of the commie party usa just happened to be what was needed uh i, I find it hard to, i find it hard to even say that out loud like my my tongue's getting caught in my mouth like the communist did something worthwhile but i can't lie it is what it is they they were the ones that stood up yeah. against that so get, you gotta there are i again this is hard to admit there are well-meaning commies uh, that's true. And sometimes they do nice things. That's true. And there are um, people who really truly mm. believe in it and they think that, you know, they're they're for the underclass and the working people and they really believe that this will help this will help their plight. They don't understand right. the wider context and the inevitable end, which is starvation and mass killings. And no, right. not every not every communist or person who believes in the, you know, communist ideals is a murderer or wants to murder people. I knew a guy once who was in the commie party USA and he was an absolute blast to be around and he was really fun to talk to. And I, I had a, a wonderful conversation with him about just criminal justice reform. Some of, you know, some of what they have to say uh, means something and is actually valuable. That doesn't mean that I would ever, ever in a million years <laughs> sign up to be a commie, but you're right. Not all of them have bad intentions. Mo says he was being a smart ass. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, I think we only have one other super chat that we missed, uh, which is from Silverlock, who says, glad to see Megan and Juliet on again. Oh, Yay. Hi. I'm glad you. Yeah. <clears throat> so. So okay, wait, Beverly's I, freaking out that I'm not doing super, it's only two super <laughs> chats. Uh, well, she, look, she's on top of it. She wants you to know That's you right. need to do your, you need, you need to do your job as the host here. Do not ignore the super chat. She's right. I know. She's right about that. I know. I did a, I did a poll. I did a poll in chat. It's been going for the whole show. Let's go see what the poll is. Let's go see what the answer is. I asked people, oh, wait a minute. Now it's gone. I hit end poll and oh, I don't even see the results. Oh no! 
I hate when that happens. It says <laughs> message it retracted. Up. I didn't retract the message. I just ended the poll. <laughs> Stupid Things thing. Well. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, current. So actually, I'll just ask you guys first, and then I'll tell you what the results were. <laughs> current high gas prices are primarily due to Biden printing $10 trillion, greedy oil companies, or Putin. There wasn't room for another third option. <laughs> so what was the result? You got you want to guess first what you what your uh, what, what were the options again? Biden printing ten trillion dollars, greedy oil companies, or Putin. It's gonna be between Biden and printing all the money. Yeah. I, I mean, personally, I thought it was Putin because that's what they <laughs> tell us every single day. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it's clearly so, Biden. Not the clearly guy who Biden. shut down the Keystone Pipeline. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> what? Yeah. So Biden wins. You're right, Megan. Biden went, won with oh, 65%. Printing $10 trillion came in second with 24%. There you go. But really greedy oil dead. companies beat out Putin. <laughs> Even greedy <laughs> oil companies got 7%. Putin only got two, but I'm here's why I'm confused. Did you guys see this letter from the White House? I don't know if you maybe you can't see it. <clears throat> this is Biden sent a letter to the oil companies. And um, the first paragraph is two sentences. And those sentence, two sentences are, I'm writing to you about the high prices our fellow Americans are paying at the pump and how we can all play a part in addressing them. Since the beginning of this year, gasoline prices have increased by more than $1.70 per gallon. But then the very next sentence, the start of the next paragraph, Vladimir Putin's war of regression and the bipartisan and global effort to counter it has disrupted the global oil supply, blah, blah, blah. And he goes on in this letter to make it very clear that this is Putin's fault. But our chat <laughs> disagrees. Apparently, apparently it's not Putin's fault. <clears throat> I don't well, have anything to say about have, Biden and his oil. Do you have I the mean, video of, of Joe Biden falling off a stationary bike? <laughs> no, I should have I had that. That was good. He fell off the bike. Right? That's yeah. Putin's fault too. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Wait, on, we need to make a to meme of that, that where Biden's on the bike and sticks a stick in in the bike and like, <laughs> damn Putin. <laughs> like he literally fell off his bike at a full stop. Like you can't make this up. And I, I tried to report this today on my live stream without laughing, um, and no. it didn't work. It didn't work. I tried. I was like, okay. Wait, I have maybe I should find the video now. The um, I only saw a screenshot so of it. No, you didn't because see I the saw video? the Secret Service. You could see all their weapons. <laughs> <laughs> it's they're 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 printing like like ridiculous. It, it's yeah. Hold on, let's find Biden bike. There's got to be a video of this just on Twitter, right? Videos. There's a video on Twitter. Just go to Twitter and type in Biden bike. Yeah. there's eight thousand of them and they're absolutely hilarious and i cannot stop laughing i've watched it so many times Wait, is this is this real <laughs> which one it's not real but it, also still funny um all right did you Let's, find it we'll, we'll share i you know what i had i knew this happened but i forgot to Oh God, it's so funny. It's so funny. This okay. makes me a bad person because I cannot stop. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh, okay. this is the best view, too. This is a good one. <laughs> okay, here we go. So Biden is just so before we start. This dude back here with the helmet is Biden. 
I can't believe this is real. Okay. <laughs> Here it goes. <laughs> just, just let it play. <laughs> We're still going to hell for laughing at that. Oh. oh, that's good stuff. Oh, and there's a really funny meme of Trump hitting the golf ball, yeah. and the golf ball hits him and falls off his. Yeah, that was the first video I saw. Where's that one? Where's that? Play that one. That one's... All right, here I'll, I'll I'll find that. One. Hey, this is the unsafe space podcast. You know, we're allowed That's to right. laugh at, at this stuff here. I think. Oh my god! How could anyone watch it and not? Juliet's crying. How could anyone watch this and not laugh? If you it's don't like... laugh. Oh. Falling up the stairs, like I just saw oh, that again God. for the first time recently, and I couldn't. <laughs> That's a good one too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here, here's Trump playing golf. Oh, I love the I love the internet so much. I love the internet. You memes. <laughs> you memers. The memers. I think the memers are the most valuable people in society today. They are. They are. They are. Oh, you memers. God dang it, you're funny. How funny. <laughs> this is why the left hates the alt-rights, because the alt-right memes really well. Yep. Oh, you want to see a meme that's terrible? Like, okay, so again, <laughs> this is this is why I think the answer is gonna be yes, but <laughs> yeah, you have to see this. This was a meme made by Amber Heard stands. Uh, and it's so bad <laughs> you can't even believe how bad it is. Hold on, let's see. I'm gonna share this with you. I can share my screen, right? You should be able to share screen. It's so bad you can't even believe it. This is great. You know how they always use too much text? <laughs> oh my God. What the hell? <laughs> I can't even read it because it's too small on my screen. <laughs> I know. You couldn't read this. It's, it's impossible. But this is... <laughs> the, the left fuck? cannot meme. <laughs> they can't do it. No, they can't meme. They just don't even know what a meme is. And <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I don't even need to read it. I looked at it and I was like, I'm not going to fucking read that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I skimmed it and it's not even compelling. Even if you put the work into reading it, it's not like it's compelling at the end of the day either. It's like <laughs> the chat says it's a pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a zine. I mean, you always know if it's a left leaning meme because there are too many words. Yep. So many words. Wall of text. No one's going to read that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's <laughs> odd about it though because the left is so good at making film um yes. and 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 actually they're good at like npr <laughs> stories and crap too right like yeah um right they're but great they, but why, they can't meme they cannot meme no and we found their their kryptonite they cannot <laughs> meme <laughs> they can't you know i think part of it is because for one they have no sense of humor they're not 
funny at all anymore. Mm. There was a time when the left was funny and now they've lost that completely because they're scared to laugh at jokes because someone will be offended. They can't <laughs> offend anyone now. Yeah, it's a picture book, Mr. Drummer says. Yes, it's a picture <laughs> book. And they, yeah, it doesn't mean what they think it does. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Your chat's funny. Um, but yeah, no, they can't. They can't do it. It's their weakness. It's their kryptonite. But the, the alt-right is so good at the memes. You memers out there, you are my favorite people ever. I will never... I will probably never have more fun than I did following uh, Capture the Flag seasons one through four uh, on 4chan. Do you remember this with um, no. that idiot? You didn't see this? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Uh-huh. So, Juliet, do you know what she's talking no, about? No, I'm excited. Though. How is that possible? You don't know. Who's that idiot? Who's that idiot in Hollywood who had that art display called You Will Not Divide Us? What's his name? You don't remember this? And now I'm no. in a blank because I don't remember his name. He's a, uh, a Holly chat. Help me out. Who's the idiot Hollywood star that did the. Um, he will not divide. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> oh, was this the one where he had the thing and they found out where it was yes. really quickly? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. He kept hiding it around the country and Ford yeah. man would like track it down using air traffic patterns <laughs> and clouds. Yes. And like next thing you know, you're watching the live stream and his stupid he will not divide his flag comes down. And the one that goes up is a yes. bag of flag with a hat. Yes. With a, yes. Oh my God. That was the greatest entertainment ever. ever. Yeah, that was great. That was great. And there was a like because he had like a camera on it live, they did the air traffic pattern things and then they did like they had a guy drive around in a truck and Honking honk and people horn. be like, I can hear you. Yes. you know, like, yes. like, yeah. and then they had guys show up at the one that was in New York City and they would put little little devices, little um little speakers right next to it and they would play the Ke- the Kekistani anthem all night long. <laughs> I, I never laughed so hard in my damn life than watching that. I would tune into that live stream at all hours of the night just to see what kind of fuckery was going on. <laughs> What is happening? Also, he the greatest thing about that is he was really angry about it. Oh, so angry. Yeah, he <laughs> they really got to him. It was so good. That was so good. How about when they the guys showed up at one of them and they were drinking milk out of the gallon and they were like shirtless and they were like, milk got got gains, got milk, and like drinking milk. And within two days, it was milk is a white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> The the news was reporting how white supremacists are drinking milk to signal their racism outside Shia LaBeouf's art (laughs) display. (laughs) Yeah, the New York City live stream was amazing. And your friend Paul says it's still on YouTube, I think. God, it was funny. It was so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was good. I had forgotten about that. Oh, that was how really, could you forget? That was really they tried to burn one of his flags with a drone that had fire shooting out of it. <laughs> you, 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 they droned. They tried to drone strike the flag. <laughs> oh my god! People, these are the people. See, this is the thing. <laughs> it's not just that the left is bad at memeing. It's that they're so easy to troll. <laughs> that it makes the right look really good at me, that whatever they do, because it doesn't take much to just set you them also, off. 
you also have to be, you have to have a Ferris Bueller mindset with them. You have to have that mindset that says, if I'm going to get busted, it is not going to be by a guy like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go all in. You know, you are all in with these people because you cannot quit. You have to have that Ferris Bueller, you know, set that mindset that just says we're going for it and you we will chase you around the planet for four years if it takes that long he was like in a cabin in the middle of a snow covered valley somewhere in alaska and they found him i mean it's so good 4chan is so bad and yet at the same time so good uh yeah. in so many ways oh I think I think uh, I think the other advantage, though, I will say that the the, the right has generally is a meme to be funny has to have a grain of truth in it. If you can distill something to to uh, something that's true, just like jokes, like the best comedy, there's like truth in the comedy and the left doesn't have truth on their side. (laughs) So they do not. They they've got like the word salad of Judith Butler does not a Mm -hmm. good meme make and like but that's what they got to work with. Right. So. Yeah, it's no good. They're no good at it. They're very bad at it. And uh, they should be, you know, embarrassed that they behave this way. <laughs> it's it's too bad. Um, and, you know, eventually, I think that comedy, real comedy will win. I think Ricky Gervais is showing us that right now. I mean, if you've yes. watched his um, special on Netflix, it's so good. So it good. Is, Super it's Nature, one of the best specials or- I've ever seen. Really? Oh, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, especially it's in called, context it's of today. Super Nature, right? Yeah, it's really good uh, because of the context. The fact that he's doing this now in 2022 is like. You have to. You have to. If you want comedy to survive, if you want what we have to survive, you have to push back against the nonsense. You must yeah. make fun of the trannies. You must. Like you don't <laughs> have a choice anymore. They have made it impossible to ignore at this point. You must yeah. push back. And show the absurdity. Truth lies in comedy. That's why it's funny because we know it's what's true. And if it's not true, it's not funny. And yeah. if you can't, you can't tell people lies and expect us to like what? What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to swallow that because there are a bunch of us who are just literally not going to swallow your shit, and we're going to tell you no. And I don't <laughs> care what the consequences are, but there are a bunch of people out there right now who need to hear the, this 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 one little word. No, no, I will not <laughs> yes. use your stupid pronouns. No, I will not use a, a a plural pronoun for a singular person. No, no way in hell will you make me do that. You will literally have to waterboard me, and even then. Even then, I will still say there's no such thing as a non-binary person. There's he and there's she, and fuck you. Like, period. Waterboard me, cut my fingernails off. I don't care. I'm not doing it. This is my line. I've drawn the line. Fairy yep. self? Fuck you, fairy self. No, I'm not doing that. No, no, no. Did you Gina. see, by the way... I'm getting did you called see out the, for the, being offensive for using the word tranny. <laughs> whatever. Did you see the the swimming, whatever the national swimming, whatever Finally. that organization? Finally. They said that they're not going to allow. Well, they need to retract all of his trophies and give them to the rightful winners of the collegiate 
swim meets that he took from those girls. And how are they going to make it up to the girls who didn't make it into the finals because they were cut because one guy was in there taking all their 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 yeah. trophies? I'm sorry. But yeah. Oh, thanks, swimming organization, for being late to the party. Why didn't mm-hmm. you figure this out in the beginning when the guy with the dick was swimming with girls? Where, where were you when this was happening? Because I'm sorry. Everyone's like, oh, yay. This is such a good, good thing. No, fuck you. You should have done this, <laughs> like, I don't know, months ago. You should have done we this were... when it was obvious a long time ago, not oh, before, not after pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? Why did you just ruin those girls' lives then? Why did you Why did you make us sit through this, this charade? Come on. Well, did you know the other thing that I find a little bit weird about their ruling is that uh, they won't let trans athletes compete unless they transitioned before the age of 12, which immediately raises red flags for me, which is like, wait, should people be transitioning before the age of 12? (laughs) That sounds like a problem. Yeah, and now they're encouraging kids to transition before they hit puberty or they won't be allowed to be in sports. Frankly, they should say no biological males are allowed in girls' sports, period. End of story. It's not just about puberty. Men have different bone structure. They have different arm length. They have different wingspan, for God's sake. They're a lung swimmer, capacity, muscle mass, lung capacity, like bone density, so- all of it. Yep. You don't have to go through uh, puberty to still have those things. Now, the only good part about this, and this is going to sound harsh, but I'm just going to say it because it is the truth. If you're a kid, everyone in the everyone in the stream just got very nervous. Yeah, we're ready. <laughs> I saw your face. I saw your face, Carter. You were like, "Oh shit, <laughs> I get it." This is no, going to be but- great. no no, here's the truth if you are one of these kids on puberty blockers you're not going to be strong enough to compete period right it's going to it's going to lower your bone density it's going to make you sick it's going to make you weak and so you're not going to be uh, at it you're not going to be performing at an athletic level that even the girls who are not on those kinds of drugs are performing at and that is the thing that is so so sickening that doctors would put children on these things that harm them and and then try to tell me try to blow smoke up my ass and tell me that they're doing good things for these children no no you're not you are causing them to live a life full of problems they're going to be patients forever they're going to get osteoporosis before they're even 30 they're going to have crumbling bone uh, problems they're going to lose bone density they're going to have no sexual function they're going to be sterile this is it's an outrage it, it will be looked on in a hundred years like that we look at the lobotomizers now. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> I agree. Except that it'll be worse because we didn't lobotomize kids. Yeah. Well, the Kennedys did. Oh. Remember Rose what... Kennedy? No, Rose, Rose Kennedy was a teenager who, uh, in the Kennedy family, who was a little out of control and liked the boys too much. And so when she was about 15 or 16 years old, they had her lobotomized and she lived the rest of her life in an institution because they botched it. Well, how do you not botch a lobotomy? Okay. Yeah. They, what's, they took what's away better, a botched lobotomy or a successful mm-hmm. one. I'm not sure. She was perfectly a perfectly normal teenager until they did this to her, trying to keep her away from the boys. And uh, they took away her ability to speak and function and walk. Oh. And she spent the rest of her life in an institution. So that literally really happened. And 
that's just one of those Kennedy family things. And everybody just gives them a pass for torturing their own kids. I don't know why. That and Mary Jo Kopechny. I guess we just don't care. And murder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just don't we just don't care when it's the Kennedys. They're the Kennedys. They're allowed. They're allowed American do. royalty. You know, it, there are perks. <laughs> there are perks. Let me let me read a couple more super chats. Uh these are easy. Your friend Paul says, Good show. Thank you, Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh and G Man says, I'm just glad Biden didn't hit his head when he fell. Otherwise, he might not be fit to lead this country any longer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did Great you guys point, see? G-Man. I mean, did you see his reaction later in the day when somebody asked how he yes. was feeling and he did no. the weird little hop? He jumped jump three he times. Just... He was like, "What does that mean? I don't, I don't know. I don't he understand." Might have hit my, now, my daughter is eight months old, and she does that when she's excited. She right. He that... jumped. He jumped three times. Like, look, I can still jump. I'm good. I'm good. Like, oh God, China's watching. Russia's watching. I know. Just, how how is this man? He's mm. the most popular president in the history of our country. The most popular, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. Okay. I call him President Asterix. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people I know call him President Houseplant. After the bike accident, he's now being called President Faceplant. Uh, <laughs> either either one works. I just think I think it's mm. super embarrassing that the leader of the free world can't get off a bicycle properly. But what do I know? You know what? <laughs> if it was one thing, I would forgive him. But it's the it's the totality of the experience of Biden, it's always something like this, right? It's, it's the inability to speak. It's falling upstairs. It's falling off stationary bikes. It's like, it's, it's a taken and it's not one, it's not one gaffe. It's not one like, you know, awkward moment. It's, it's a string of awkward moments constantly that we're watching and we're kind of forced to be watching. Uh, It's so bad. You know, the thing, you know, you know, the thing, the thing yeah. no joe i don't know the like, thing which but thing? which thing could you tell me I, you know the this thing. man we're just waiting for him to make his next big gaff. i mean he's been known as the gaff meister for a long time you know the gaff maker the ga- senator gaff i mean this has been going on since rush limbaugh was still broadcasting years ago <sighs> you know the Joe Biden has never been a loved character in America. And to listen to them tell me that he's the most loved president ever. I'm just like, am I high? Am I, did someone slip me some LSD? (laughs) This is not, I mean, you know, what's weird is that the left has been doing this with a lot of things recently. And it's, it's the red flag that everyone should notice where instead of defending something, they over the top defend it. Like instead of saying, the 2020 election was secure. We think it was fine. We don't think there was any. They say it was the most secure thing ever. It was the most secure election ever. And nothing, there was zero evidence of any fraud ever. And it was the most secure election in the history of all elections in all of all of humanity forever. And if you say otherwise, you're an insurrectionist. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a little much. Like, it's a little far. That's it's a little far. Right. It's, it's a like, little far. Can't you just say we think he still won? I don't know. That Yeah. I like how they went so far as to be like he got the most votes of any president 
ever in the history of this country. Right. And they want me to believe <laughs> that the guy who couldn't fill a high school gym got the most votes of anyone ever. No, it's, they always go too far. Like they could have convinced yeah. me if they were like, well, it was really close. You know, it was super close. And no, it wasn't any record breaking thing, but it was like most American elections. It was a 50, 50, 51 split, you know? Right. They could have said that and people would have been like, all right. Yeah. But you go all in on it was the he had got the most votes ever. And I'm like, yeah, they were fake. <laughs> there was zero fraud it was the most secure election ever but you can't and he check got the most votes ever but but yeah. you can't check so it was the most but you're not, election, yeah, you, but you but can't you're not allowed to check <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and this is the other thing anyone who says maybe there should have they should have sent votes back to states and had a recount or like looked at stuff anyone who suggests that following the process which is outlined to do that is what we should have done is an insurrectionist trying to undermine democracy. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's insane. It's just it's stupidity. <clears throat> G-Man says destroying the economy was literally easier than falling off a bike for Biden. He yes, he did do that well. <laughs> I I don't like blaming presidents for the economy though, and here's why. <clears throat> they most large most major economic drivers are A out of the hands of a president and B um, take more than a four-year term to uh, come to fruition. So, like, as much as I'd love to blame, blame Biden, I would have voted personally for, uh, we've printed, like, more, like, $10 trillion or something. We've been printing money at breakneck pace for two fucking years. Why are you, like, why are you surprised about prices going up? Like, what, what in what reality is that news? Like, yes, when you print more money that than we've had, like we've we've printed more than we had in all of history in the past year. Like when we print that much money, it's like, all right, well, yeah, prices go up. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. It's going to be really bad. I don't even know how people are surviving right now. I'm, uh, you know, we're doing okay, But I mean, gas prices is so insane. And so are beef prices and whatever mm -hmm. is going on at the grocery store, everything has gone up. I really worry about people who don't have um, great jobs or who aren't making great, good money. And what the hell are they going to do with this economy? This is a terrible, terrible thing for America. For most Americans cannot take $7 a gallon for very long, if at all. No. Uh, people are no. living on the edge. I saw a, it was a couple years ago, but it was, um, I bet that the statistic is the same, that 75% of Americans cannot come up with $1,000 of emergency funds. That 75% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. That is yep. a scary number of people who cannot, cannot last more than one week Okay, one week with with this kind of thing going on. So what is going to happen to those people? What is, you know, what's going to happen? Desperation is going to happen. Crime's going to go up. There's a lot of bad things that are coming down the, the pipeline because of all of this that I'm very worried about. Well, this is how the, this is how socialism gets um, rolled out, right? You, you make it difficult for, you, you screw with the free market enough that people are suffering and then you offer them goodies to vote for like healthcare is a, is a great example, right? 
the the government had its its greedy paws in in the healthcare. It was meddling in healthcare since I don't know a hundred years. Like it's been meddling, at, you know, at least since World War II, meddling with healthcare, like actively. Mm-hmm. It gets bad, and then they say, "Well, look how bad the free market is. We need Obamacare." To fix it. And and a lot of people just don't know any better. And they're like, well, it is bad and it's very expensive. And I don't know how it got this expensive, but this guy's offering to pay for it for me. Like, okay, sure. I need to like, I need some, and, and that's how we're going to get, eventually we'll get universal, you know, what's it called? Uh, single payer healthcare, <clears throat> right? We'll have a universal healthcare system because, you know, that will be, that will be what, that will be the solution offered to us, right? I've seen, I saw an article about, so the gas prices thing, Biden wrote a letter to uh, the oil companies saying, and I don't know if you saw it, did you see his press secretary saying it's the patriotic thing to do is to lower your prices, right? Oh, so that press secretary. Ugh. She's a diversity I, hire. But, but, she's very, very beautiful. Very beautiful. She is. She's so beautiful. She's stunning and they brave. Should, they should put her on the cover of magazines. But to put her in front of the press <laughs> and to not have anyone in the press say the truth of the matter, which is that this woman is so far over her. She's so in so far over her head. And that's unfortunate. But why did they do that to her? It's like, sorry, I interrupted you because that has been on my mind. No, you're right. It's it's tough. It's tough. Because I don't want to like call her out because I don't even think I don't think she's capable of doing this job. No. She does not have the smarts and you know required to do it. She, I don't know what her background is, but my God, Jen Saki was annoying, but she was up to the task, you know. Right. Yeah, she yeah, no. She was what you expect from a horrible press secretary that has to lie to everyone about your bad administration. Yeah. She did this a good job. I like, just okay. feel mm-hmm. bad for, I just feel bad for her. Like, why did they, like, I feel bad that they put Joe Biden on a bike. He can't get off of without <laughs> falling down. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like you don't put grandpa on a bike and you don't put that woman in front of the press because my God, she just looks so dumb and that's not okay. Stop doing that. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I don't even know. I don't even remember what I was. Going I know. I'm sorry. I do. No, that's you. okay. No, it was I, about the letter. I, it was about the letter to the. He, yeah. So he wrote the letter. So he wrote this letter to, to blaming Putin. And, and and the press secretary said the patriotic thing to do is lower prices. <clears throat> and, you know, it's this standard. I hate I look as a business guy. I really hate when government bureaucrats or elected officials act like they understand business and tell you what to do. He's got this little graph. He's explaining that their margins are abnormally high for them and they should, you know, they're taking advantage and blah, 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 blah. I mean, first of all, uh, it's none of your business, old man. It's the shareholders business, what their margins are. And if the margins are too high at Exxon, then um, Gulf will lower their margins and take over business. Like that's how things work. Like, these companies do compete. There is competition as, as regulated as this industry is. There's still competition here. So telling people like, this is what you should do. And, and he, I guess, I guess the annoying thing is he's, he's acting like he understands the business that he, this is what you should do. You should lower the prices. You're doing these things wrong. You're meddling. They responded with like, they all responded, including Exxon Mobil with letters of like, 
look, dude. Like, <laughs> you're not letting us drill. You got to, like, supply China issues. Like, blah, 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 we can't build pipelines. Like, they've got a whole list of things. And, I, you know, if I were these oil companies with the instability and the unpredictability of what the hell the Biden administration is going to do, I would be pull, I would be ratcheting up my margins as high as possible to make as much money as I can right now because I don't know when I'm going to be in a desert soon, like an economic desert soon. This is like How I've got to survive. Why does nobody hold him to account for, for shutting down our oil production? We were energy independent when Trump left office, and now we are not. And <laughs> that is his fault because on his first day in office or second yes, day in is. office, he's he shut down our oil production. And where is the media in holding him accountable for that? How do they manage to make it look like that has nothing to do with the rise of gas prices in America? I'm tired of this and mm -hmm. I have to go. I think I Putin did it my, though. My I don't think you understand. Eat. I have to go Putin. and feed them. <laughs> no, according to this, it's been, it's Putin. It's Putin's so, fault. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what he says. How much longer are we going? I have to go feed them dinner. They're starting. No, to we should go. Dinner. We should go soon. It's, it's we're we're, we're, we should be drawing to a close. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> children are hungry. <laughs> children are hungry. Um, Juliet, what are your final thoughts? Um, <laughs> I don't know. So at this moment, with like the news cycle and everything, I've just reached, I think, like maybe it just finally, like the stress got to me. And now I'm just looking for funny stuff. Like, I'm just, I just need the funny stuff. Like, I need Biden to fall off bicycles. <laughs> I need well, that will definitely happen again. Don't worry. <laughs> I need uh, Matt Walsh to catch the Rolling Stone writing a hit piece about his documentary when he can see they didn't watch it 0% or 11%. But they, they didn't even watch it, but they wrote a scathing article. Like, I need these, like, little wins, but... How about how about this one? There was a farmer chief caught with a fake COVID passport in <laughs> Europe. No, no one's talking about that. No way. Go. I love it. Are you kidding? <laughs> the president of PharmaMar caught by police among thousands of others with a fake green pass in Spain. <laughs> oh, my God. Execute him immediately. I want him oh executed. God. Execute him. <laughs> I want that guy executed immediately. Well, he'll don't worry. He'll get COVID, apparently, because he doesn't have an actual pass. No, he doesn't have is, a vaccine. This is one of those so moments. Sure this is when you bring the guillotine back. I want his head. <laughs> I want that guy's head it rolling off a guillotine into a basket. Jose wow. Maria Fernandez Sousa Faro. <laughs> yeah. This there, is see? ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> Julie, I'm glad Juliet's in a black pill mood because uh, I think we need, I don't know that we should go full black pill all the time, but we need to flirt with black pilling uh, to remind us of just how crazy the world is that's right um, all right well we'll find, we'll try and find some more funny stories for you juliet uh <laughs> <laughs> megan what are your final thoughts before you feed the horde of children <laughs> my final thoughts well this has been a lot of fun thanks for mm -hmm. having me back i appreciate thank it thank you for for being here yeah and I love your chat. Your chat's great, especially the memer that sent the um, the <laughs> cluster B for dummies meme. Thank you so much. And they contacted me on Twitter DMs as well. Alex of all trades, you're the best. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And uh, my final thoughts are don't put grandpa on the bike. 
unless you want to entertain the masses again because we're <laughs> here for it. We're here for it. <laughs> President Faceplant forever. Yeah, I'm. I wonder how good he is at gymnastics. <laughs> Let's get him on the high wire next. Let's. Why don't we do some trapeze? Yeah. How about why doesn't he show us how fit he is by doing the high flying trapeze? That's <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm. I would like to see that next. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, thank you both for joining. This has been a great show. Uh, I really. I've just. This has been a fun, casual show, and you're both great to talk to, and and I'm glad we had some laughs at Amber Heard's expense. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i'm sure we'll have you both back uh at some point so appreciate it thanks Carter. <laughs> thank you everyone else thank you for watching um alex will be around tomorrow for 451 degrees and um i don't know what else i don't know what else i'm supposed to say <laughs> <laughs> beverly you should roll the credits bye bye julia <laughs>